Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Breakfast in a Class. This week we read uh, the Parashah Shelach. Shelach deals with the Meraglim. And we've uh, discussed the story before. We see how 12 uh, people were selected to go in to tour the land. They are miraculously undiscovered on a 40-day visit. They come back. They have some factual information to share. But then they editorialize to the people. And there they frighten the people. The people accept the negative report. Hashem punishes them. The Meraglim themselves die a gruesome death. And it's decreed that the nation would then spend the next 40 years or 38 if we're and in the desert. And everyone between the age of 20 and 60 at the time of the Meraglim would die basically on their 60th birthday, 2.5% of them would die each year until the final year. And someone asked the question and said, uh, why was it necessary for Hashem to decree that B'nai Sidel remain in the desert for 40 years? And I thought it was interesting also that Rabbi Shmuel Shweka, he writes in his article this week, which we have in the newsletter, he asks, why couldn't the guys between 20 to 60 die? immediately, and then everyone else can come into the land. So my answer on the simplest side would be then we would only have on the men's aisle at least uh, men who were children or senior citizens. And if the intent was to have some aspect of uh, Hishtadlut, then who would the army be? But let's look at the 40 years in the desert and what that would accomplish, especially when we think about these concepts of hishtadlut, of effort, and bitachon, and trusting in Hashem. Everyone knew that Hashem had promised Eretz Yisrael to the Avot. So all of Ben Yisrael should have had no doubt, especially after experiencing the miracles in Egypt, coming out of Egypt, crossing the sea, and experiencing all of those miracles the well from the water of Miriam, the man coming from heaven, the revelation at Har Sinai, the building of the Mishkan and the settling of the Shekhinah upon the people. Everyone should have known that if Hashem promised we can conquer the land, we can conquer it. So, we have to ask, there's a mitzvah to do hishtadlut, to make some personal effort. So obviously, it was proper for B'nai Sinel to make some personal effort in preparing for war to come into the land. So the spies seemingly, at first, giving the factual report, did nothing wrong. The problem was when they began to say that the land was not conquerable and that the people could not overcome the residents of Canaan. When they accepted the report with all of the fears within it, they demonstrated a lack of bitachon, a lack of trust in God. Hashem had promised to lead them into the land, and if they had gone in the outset, the miracle of conquering the land would have been pure miracle. Now, the people were doubting that they could actually go into the land and survive into the land. So, 
Rabbi Shwaka suggests that this is why Hashem did not bring the rest of the nation into the land right away. It was clear that they needed to learn to have full bitachon in Hashem. So they were given a 40-year training course. One would wonder, wasn't it enough? The miracles in Egypt, the miracles at sea, the miracle of the water, the miracle at the man. But sometimes when a miracle comes and a miracle goes, we don't appreciate it. And the question then is, is, how long do we need to integrate something into our lives? They had the well, they had the man. This is all for a year. But look, they just complained about the man, and we had the whole incident with the, uh, with the Slav. So maybe it takes longer than a year to begin to train someone to have true faith, to have true bitachon, to have true trust in Hashem. And for the next 40 years, they lived without knowing where the next day's food would come from. Yeah, they guess, I guess they got used to the fact that the man was coming and they knew the man was always coming from Hashem. And the man, even the way it fell and where it fell, had an aspect tied to it of understanding that Hashem is looking at you and everything is specific and relates to you so you know it's coming from Hashem. They relied on that man. They relied on the well of Miriam. That's where their water came from. That water fed them and that water fed their flocks. And they relied on the clouds of glory, on that Ananea Kavod. Those clouds protected them from the harsh weather of the day, the harsh weather of the night. The desert's not an easy place. It protected them from the snakes and the scorpions. And it did a lot more, according to all the Midrashim. And we see that Hashem guided them personally. And as soon as they reached the level, they understood that they should have trust and faith in Hashem. This was when the 40 years end. This is when they understood that Hashem is going to be with them. It doesn't take a medium. It doesn't even take a Moshe. They needed this pitachon, this faith and trust, this personal relationship with Hashem to become a part of their very essence and part of the DNA of their descendants. You know, once it, once something goes in, it becomes part of you and part of what you share with your children. And that enabled them to tap into it, and that Bezrat Hashem enables us to tap into it, and it enabled generations and generations of Jews to have bitachon and trust in Hashem. We live in a world today where we're waiting, we're seeing the Geulah, but we're waiting for the Geulah to be completed, for us to be taken out of exile, which we've been in for the last 2,000 years. But Rabbi Abitan would tell us that the test of our generation before the exile can end, before the complete geulah can happen, the test of our generation is bitachon. The test of our chest, the test of our generation is trusting in Hashem. And many things have happened in the latter part of the twentieth century. They continue to happen in this century. It will happen in the world that will challenge us to see if we fully and unconditionally rely only on Hashem and on nothing else. And to see if our level of bitachon will play a major role in determining how soon we will be redeemed. So the rabbi concluded that we have been taught that Hashem in all of His glory will perform wondrous miracles for us and bring us back to the land. 
Even if things may look bleak and unsettled at times, we must always remain strong in our belief and trust that Hashem will do as He was promised. This is the merit that enabled them to enter the land back then. And this is what will help to bring the ultimate Geulah. May we see Mashiach ben Rabbi Amen Amen. I'd like to share with you a story that I saw in the Jersey newsletter. It's the type of story we see here again and again. Each story like this is amazing. It reminds us that perhaps we are the reincarnation of the Dor De'ah. Perhaps we are those who spent 40 years working on the Bitachon. And perhaps some of those lessons did sink in. As we truly learned, Hashem is in charge. Some of you will remember uh, a, a day and a night that happened 20 years ago. It was 4.11 p.m., August 14th, 2003. I remember that day. On that very hot and muggy day, the power went out. More than 50 million people in the northeast of the United States were left with no electricity. It was a huge blackout that abruptly halted the subway system in New York. It darkened homes, offices, and businesses. Now, some people regained power within several hours, but others waited for days for their electricity to be restored. I remember because there were people who were in Manhattan and were stuck and couldn't get home and ended up camping out in our showroom for the night. It was good to have a lot of sofas. Now, the story is about Klein's Kosher Ice Cream in Brooklyn. They lost their power that Thursday afternoon. Abba Klein, who's the owner of the company, was understandably quite concerned. His freezers had the ability to keep ice cream frozen for about 24 hours given the 90-degree weather. Thankfully for Klein, the power was restored for them early Friday morning. None of the product was spoiled. As he watched other businesses losing thousands of dollars in ruined merchandise, Mr. Klein felt incredibly grateful. But instead of continuing business as usual on Friday morning, Mr. Klein called his son Pinchas into the office. He told him, Hashem has been very kind to us. We could have taken a huge monetary loss. I'd like you to find out if our competitor, Mahadran Ice Cream, has electricity in their warehouse. Please call them and see if they need help. Whatever profit we make selling ice cream is determined by Hashem. Helping our competitor will not affect how much money we will ultimately earn. After speaking with the neighbors of Mahadran, Pinchas ascertained that Mahadran did not have any electricity, nor was there any power in the area. Pinchas then called Mr. Zalman Leib Farkas, the owner of Mahadran, to offer him the use of Klein's frozen warehouse. Mr. Farkas could not believe his ears. His biggest competitor was making an unbelievable offer. He thanked Pinchas for calling and accepted immediately. Mr. Farkas sent trucks filled with ice cream to Klein's warehouse. The Kleins rearranged their warehouse to make room for Mahadran's ice cream, and then Mr. Farkas sent two more trucks, and those trucks were hooked up with special cables to run power from the warehouse to keep the trucks cold. Although this was a difficult and costly task, it was done without hesitation. Mr. Farkas was overwhelmed with magnitude of Mr. Klein's kindness. Because of Mr. Klein's gracious offer, Mr. Farkas was able to avert a monumental loss. 
You know, a shopper walking down the frozen food aisle of any kosher supermarket will see Klein's and Mahadran ice cream displayed side by side. One might think the two companies are rivals, unless, of course, he knows the rest of the story. What brings a business to go out of its way to help a competitor? It's truly an outgrowth of Pitachon. Knowing Hashem is truly in charge allows us to do the right thing. Remember the rabbi said, Bitachon is the test of our generation. Well, I guess if we pass the tests like Mr. Klein did, and Bezir Hashem, we all strive to do the same, then in the merit of that Bitachon, may we see Mashiach, Amen. Have a great day, everybody.